0: Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected. My name as ever is of course Mark Asquith. Now this week, I'm going to be talking to a person who does a fantastic job in his niche, someone who has really mastered the art of content, and in particular, the power of audio visual content. And with content marketing on everyone's mind, every business owner, every entrepreneur is, is starting to come around to the power of content. And what we're going to talk about today is actually the power of audio visual content. So podcasting, music, video production, all of these things that people perhaps feel are slightly out of reach for a lot of small businesses and entrepreneurs. We're going to dispel some of those myths, and we're going to show you the real power of audio-visual content for real business growth. And with me this week is a real expert in that field. Welcome, Mr. Mike Russell. Well, Mark, that's a lovely build-up. Thank you very much. And can I say it's fantastic to be on another UK podcast? Indeed, actually, yes, of course, yes. Let's talk about that for a moment. UK podcasting, that's something that you are heavily involved in, isn't it, Mike? Well, it's something
1: that I, I hope is is taking off and excellent podcasts like yours, like Chris Mars, the uh, the Marketing Academy, stuff like that that's around. Um, you know, you've got obviously Colin Gray up in Scotland doing the uh, PodCraft podcast. There's loads of really good podcasts emerging in the UK at the moment. And I think it's just fantastic uh, to see that everyone's kind of getting together and
0: we're having meetups. It's, it's brilliant. Oh, it's fantastic. And Colin, I spoke to him yesterday. He's the nicest guy in podcasting. He really is. <laughs> Isn't he just? I could listen to his his, his yeah. dulcet Scottish tones all day long. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's it. I yeah. love it. So, Mike, for the listeners out there, we are going to get on to the power of audiovisual content. But for the moment, would you mind just telling people what your background is and what it is that you do? Sure,
1: Mark. Well, I... Um... I now run my own business. Well, well, two of them now, uh, UK Podcasters Limited, which is the uh, the group of community of UK podcasters. And for the last, in fact, LinkedIn told me I had my 10 year anniversary <laughs> just the other day uh, with Music Radio Creative Limited. And Music Radio Creative is an audio production and audio branding company. Before that, my background was in radio. Uh, so I was an on-air host. I, I did the breakfast show for years on end, getting up at four in the morning. Um, I also worked for years and years in the, uh, the back rooms, the the production studios of radio stations, uh, sort of learning the tricks of the trade—you know how to make audio sound its best and things like that. So, uh, really, it was it was working in radio and learning those skills and thinking, well, actually, I quite like to do this for myself. That spurred me on to, I guess, get into starting my own business.
0: That's really interesting. And so you've seen all sides of this content creation. And even before it became, you know, I don't like to use the word buzzword, but effectively at the moment, (laughs) content is the buzzword. But I mean, you've seen it from all angles for, for over a number of years, haven't you? Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been in radio
1: since before the word podcasting existed. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, it's definitely great to see it evolving. And it's great to see the power come into the hands of the, the content creator, the individual. Um, you know, so old radio hosts would think, oh, you know, we have to work for a radio station and have a boss and, you know, go to the format. But now it's good to have a format, but you can have your own format, do what you like.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, that power that is really in the hands of each of us. We can do whatever we want. We can produce something that is so specific to what we enjoy or what we feel is valuable that there just aren't any restrictions either. That's the real power of this kind of medium. Totally. Absolutely. And I mean, you can try it. If you've got
1: a great idea, you can put it out there. And if it really is a great idea it will take off. People will listen to it, um, providing you you promote and market it. And I know uh, you're an expert in digital marketing, Mark. So as, lo- as long as you market well and you get people listening to it in the first place, if you've got something that's good, you'll get a great audience.
0: Absolutely. That's the thing. And it's so low risk. And we'll come on to that actually in a while, the the kind of way that people can get started in that. And what I'd like to do is just paint a picture for the listeners out there, because we are talking about audio visual content and we're talking really about something that Mike does fantastically well. So I'm going to tell you the story of how I actually first came to meet Mike. And this will just illustrate the power of this kind of content. So picture the idea of having a podcast and really knowing a little bit about audio editing, but not really fully getting Adobe Audition. So I decided to use Audition for my editing process. And everywhere I went to research Audition, Mr. Mike Russell came up. YouTube, (laughs) Twitter, everything. Music Radio Creative was there, which is fantastic. I came to look for voiceovers. I came to look for kind of music and intro music. And everywhere I went, Music Radio Creative, Mike Russell was there. And sure enough, the podcast launch, Excellence Expected launched in September. And I I endeavoured to get myself in as many good quality podcast directories as possible. And one of them, of course, was UK podcasters. Guess who came up? Mr. Mike Russell. So here we are today talking about the power of content. And Mike, you've actually leveraged that. And I'm, I'm sort of privy to that. I've seen that. I've gone through your process. So how's that really served you as a business person? Let's just talk about that for a second. Have you seen the impact of all that quality content you've put out there?
1: Well, that's really good to hear your story, Mark. It means, I guess, I'm doing my job well. Um, yes, I've seen huge benefits from it. Um, I mean, I, I got started really uh, with the the video, the visual content, uh, back in sort of early 2009 when I first produced um, just a couple of tutorials, really, showing how I do things with producing audio. And I realised that people liked them. People were asking questions. People were commenting, saying, "Well." how about doing it like this? Or what about that? And I thought, oh, there's something in it. And I produced a few more. And then after a while, I realized that these videos were getting tens of thousands of views. And I was like, okay, right, there's definitely something here. So definitely producing YouTube content. I mean, I think that sort of avenue has definitely peaked now. Uh, will it continue to go up or, or go down? Will there be somewhere else to go? I think YouTube is, is definitely amazing, especially as, like you say, people are searching out your content, and if you're there, if you're producing content for your target audience, there's no better way really to reach them.
0: Absolutely, and, and it's so much value. We're all there, you know, in this in this world of transparency, of social media, of rapid interaction. We're all there competing. For customers' attention and prospects' attention, and, and when it comes down to it, all we really need to do is give the value and that's what I want to talk about today actually, the problem that business owners really have, because if you're a business owner, you are constantly looking at new and innovative ways to market your services, your products, and the way that you do business and the integration of audio visual content into a business marketing strategy is something that I think a lot of people do need to look at if they aren't already however. A lot of business owners and marketing managers and entrepreneurs kind of shy away from that for a few reasons. And I guess the perceived costs, the technical requirements, any potential skills gaps that they might have. So what I'd like to talk about today, Mike, is really just getting over those myths and actually getting people started with producing this kind of content. So as a starter for 10, what are really the different types of content that people can produce outside of, say, a standard blog post, for example?
1: So, outside of a standard blog post, uh, you've got your video content that can go on YouTube, Vimeo. Um, Also, I'm finding great success with uh, Facebook videos at the moment. So, actually producing videos specifically that you upload as a Facebook post and then go ahead and promote. um, Facebook seems to give you very cheap at the moment clicks on those videos. So, I'm actually thinking of repurposing a lot of my YouTube content specifically for Facebook to try and reach the audience inside Facebook at the moment. So that's something I'm doing with video. And then, of course, there's audio as well. And this can be uh, a standard podcast like you and I are doing right now uh, that can be listened to now or in the future as a time-shifted conversation. That's fantastic. Um, And I think there are a couple of different ways you can approach podcasting. You can either do it as evergreen content that's always going to be around and always relevant, Or you can do it, and I'm considering this uh, as one of my goals for 2015, is to produce some kind of magazine-style show um, similar to what The Verge, The Next Web, TechCrunch, you know, all of those websites do online with their their blog content about tech stories. I'm thinking, would it be possible to produce a magazine-style podcast? So rather than, you know, the standards kind of interviewing people on a podcast or, uh, you know, doing a monologue, could I maybe curate a few stories from across the web relevant to the audience I'm trying to reach and uh, maybe have a fully produced show? So um, video, audio, and and of course, blogging and and social media are all very important, I would say.
0: And they're all so intrinsically tied together as well. And I I, just pick up on the magazine style show. I think that, you know, I, I do the interview shows, of course, with Excellence Expected, but it's a different change of pace. The, mm. the magazine-style shows, I mean, they are so much fun. We've, we've got Two Shots to the Head, which is a, a sort of geek culture podcast, and we just chat about things that we enjoy, and it's so much fun, isn't it? It's It's just a different pace, really.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And you've got to remember that with every style of content you're doing, you're reaching a new audience. So with blogging, you're reaching people who like to read. Um, I'm someone who pretty much exclusively listens to podcasts. You know, I'll watch the odd YouTube video, hardly ever read blogs. I've tried to get into to Feedly and, and, and reading blogs, but really, I always default back to, to podcasts for my, my source of content.
0: And that's the interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the thing that audiovisual content really gives you is it gives you it gives you the option of reaching people, as you say, with different preferences. I'm exactly the same as you. I really struggle with, with focusing on a long-form long, long form blog post, but I will happily listen to a 30-minute podcast on the same subject. And if you can put together the idea that you enjoy producing this content or the employees within your business, give them some ownership, let them create this content, Yes. and, of course, marry that up with the customer preferences, there are people that just prefer listening to things or watching things. That becomes Absolutely. so powerful, doesn't it? Yes. And
1: you've raised a key point, you know, giving employers or people who work for you the chance to create that content for you or help to create that content. Um, and I mean, that—that that is one of the hardest things to do as an entrepreneur, isn't it? Let go and say, you know, there is someone who can do this as well as me, possibly even better, you know?
0: Oh, accepting that is difficult, isn't it? And I, I heard a, a really interesting quote. Um, I, I forget the book actually, but it was, if someone can do something 70% as well as you can, then let them do it. Yes. Which is amazing because can you imagine that letting that go for 70%? It's something that we all have to get over, isn't it? So, giving the ownership is so powerful, I think. Totally. And I think often
1: you have habits as an entrepreneur. You think, oh, this is the very best way of doing something. And someone will come along and say, well, actually, you could do it like this and it's better.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we are all here to learn. That's the thing. That's the beauty of, of, I mean, we all consume the content because we want to develop ourselves and just accepting that someone else, that, actually sits next to us could help us develop. That's a huge mindset change for an entrepreneur. So really, really interesting. Now we've spoken about the different types of content. So audio, visual, podcasts, video tutorials, and so on and so forth. Now, what are the different ways that people can use this type of content? So we've picked up on tutorials, something that you've had a lot of success with. Let's just talk about the type of content for a moment. What, What can people do with audio and visual content?
1: So, as you've said, Mark, tutorials are a big one because everybody wants to learn online. There's, you know, uh, sites like Lynda and Udemy where people are going specifically to to pick things up. Uh, YouTube where people are typing in questions and finding, hopefully your videos where you're answering those questions that are being asked in your niche. Um, but you can do all kinds of things. I mean, uh, like I mentioned just a moment ago, maybe a magazine-style show where you're cur- curating the content of others. So you're you're bringing to the attention of your audience really relevant information. Something I've seen um, a podcaster in the US, Daniel J. Lewis, do recently is get very heavily into um, using his email list. Not just for marketing, you know, we're always used to like, sort of like, you know, content, 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 sale, content, content, <laughs> content, sale. Well, now Daniel has taken the approach of, I'm going to do long form posts in these emails. And they're actually really interesting. When I see an email now from Daniel in my inbox, they are, you know, they're very cleverly put together because of course every link, I, pretty much every link I would imagine is an affiliate link. And that's how he's generating some income from it. But they're very interesting and relevant to me. I mean, just the other day, he sent me an email to say the uh, the Logitech C920 camera is on sale. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I just bought a couple, but <laughs> if I hadn't have done, I would have clicked his affiliate link and purchased them. So, um, you know, yeah, email and and text content—it's fantastic if you're giving value. Um, you can you can do all kinds of things. Like on on Twitter, I like the idea of you know giving a little bit of value and then maybe linking to your email list or to your your website, your e-commerce site, uh, things like that. Some little short Twitter tips or something like that.
0: I think that's really important. Everything that you just said there might really alludes to the fact that look, this content really is valuable for marketing and the way that. A lot of business owners see this, especially the guys that sometimes think a little bit more traditionally is, well, where does this fit in? Where does this fit into everything that we do and how can we integrate it to actually deliver a return on that investment? Because that's, that's really why those guys do want to integrate it. So what are the benefits and what are the, what's the impact that this kind of content can have on your business, both from a bottom line perspective, but also from a brand perspective?
1: From a brand perspective, uh, depending on whether you're trying to raise awareness of of the business, or whether whether you are the business, if you're a personal brand like you know Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, I mean he he is the brand. I mean it it just raises awareness of of you as an authority in your niche, or uh, you know of your business having the capability to do things really well. I mean I remember one of the first podcasts I I listened to in the internet marketing space. Funnily enough, you've, you've probably heard of it, Mark. It's, um, it's actually called Internet Marketing, and it's by a company called Site Visibility in, in Brighton in the UK. And, I mean, that's just fantastic at just building up trust. And you think, well, if, if I want a bit of SEO work done or something like that, you know, I'm going to give those guys a call. And I think often you'll find that they've been podcasting for years and years. After a while of doing it, you build up so much trust that you have so many leads I mean, certainly I can say from my YouTube videos now, I, I get an inbox full every day. I'm, I'm still trying to work out how to outsource it or get some virtual assistant to help me with it because I get questions and questions and questions and I do my very best to answer to every every single one that comes in. Um, but now it's just getting so much and I'm thinking, what can I do with this? You know, can I turn it into blog post content? Can I record videos about it? Obviously, I've only got so many hours in the day, but, you know, every day I've got people asking me the simplest questions in Adobe Audition and I think I should really just, you know, tap this out as a blog post. So, um, I mean, it just, yeah, massive trust and, and massive uh, influence, I think, will come if, if you do it right and you stick at it. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, it, it took me a while to, to build up the YouTube channel and get the amount of views I've got. Um, but now it's just, at the stage now, when I look at the statistics, I'm, I'm stunned by the, the number of people that are watching those videos every day. And of course, a a small percentage of those people will convert to buying my products or, um, send me an email and ask me a question. And and that's where I am now with it.
0: I think that's fantastic, Mike. And I think the idea that you, that you mentioned there about, look, you need to be persistent and consistent with this. It's not an overnight success, just like all forms Mm. of marketing, but If you are looking for this direct ROI, this direct return on investment as a business owner, you won't get it. But what other form of marketing will you get that from anyway? It's about creating that trust and that value and really positioning yourself in your marketplace, isn't it? That's the real value, I think.
1: Exactly. And I mean, you never know where these things are going to lead. So if you're doing something based on a piece of software you're really good at or just something you have knowledge in. For instance, I can give you a a direct benefit that happened this year. Um, Obviously, I've done Adobe Audition tutorials since 2009. I've never had a relationship with Adobe itself until this year when they said, okay, we're going to sponsor your podcasting conference. And that was like, wow. Wow. And and the the reason why that happened, simply, I can tell you, Mark. Now, I all I did was tweeted at them uh, earlier this year, and I said to the, I said, would you consider sponsoring a podcasting conference uh, from my Twitter account? And uh, within a couple of hours, they replied back and said, this is the person you need to speak to. And within you know a very short amount of time, they'd agreed a sponsorship package.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, that is such such a fantastic case study of someone that persists and and forms that expertise in that niche. And gets the person who builds the software within which you are an expert and engages directly with them. I mean that that from a business owner's perspective, from a marketer's perspective, is the kind of thing that you dream about. That's absolutely superb. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That's fantastic. And they'll be sponsoring the conference,
1: uh, New Media Europe 2015 as well, I'm pleased to say too.
0: Oh, excellent. Yeah. And I will be there. I'm lo- really looking forward to that. Fantastic. We were just talking about it in the pre-interview chatter, actually. It's uh, it's in Manchester and it looks like a fantastic, fantastic event. And Up the road from you. It is indeed, sir. <laughs> 45 minutes and uh, I'll be able to drive there, stay over, have a few beers. Oh, it'll be fantastic. Nice. <laughs> so let's actually come on to the next section, which is really all about the kind of myths that people from a business perspective sometimes are privy to in this audio visual content arena. So the kind of things that put people off and a lot of them genuinely are myths. So the first thing that I want to talk about is as a business owner, the first thing people always worry about when someone says, why didn't you try podcasting? Why don't you try creating video content? Inevitably, someone always says it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. How true is that, Mike? Well,
1: I guess the only expense, and I, I think this is another point we'll probably cover, is your your time investment up front. And, you know, really to get started, you can use very basic equipment. I mean, you've probably already got most of the equipment you need. If you've got a Mac or a PC, uh, perhaps you've already got some headphones, a fast internet connection. All you really need to do, and I would thoroughly recommend this, is uh, spend some money on a good microphone. So don't spend, you know, you, you can get microphones for 20 or 30 quid. You can get really cheap microphones for 5 or, t- or tenor but I, I would spend 100, at least 100 pounds plus on a good microphone. So you get that that good quality sound. But apart from that, uh, cost is not really a barrier to podcasting. So yeah, that's definitely out the window. Video, a little more expensive. Um, I started doing DSLR um, video, I think it was actually the end of 2013 when I got my Canon 60D. And that's, you know, really professional looking 1080p video uh that camera was i think around 600 pounds so you know there there is a cost to reach a professional level but i think it's worth it
0: absolutely absolutely i think it's when you think about that everything for under 1000 pounds you know that that's that's yeah. not expensive when you consider everything else that you do it's it's less than a year's advertising in the yellow pages but perhaps much more effective so it's when you put it into context that myth is just entirely entirely dispelled there. And speaking of the next myth, what, what about the skill set? What about this, this, this worry that there's a skills gap within a business? How can people begin to overcome that?
1: Well, you've already got the skills that you should be teaching. You just need to find out exactly what you're good at and what you're really good at teaching, because everyone is good at something. And what I would say is if somebody else is already doing it, don't let that get you down. Don't let that stop you. I mean, with, with Adobe Audition, I was quite surprised to see that there were no good quality tutorials out there. Uh, when I started, there are now some some really good tutorials from others on Adobe Audition Online. Um, but certainly when I started, there really weren't that many. Um, you know, a space that's really busy, internet marketing. You know, everyone's talking about internet marketing and there are lots of really good people talking about internet marketing. But don't feel that you can't bring a different perspective to it. Look at someone like uh, John Luma, who is, you know, all about, Facebook and Facebook advertising. Uh, you know, he focuses in on what he's really good at. He doesn't just talk about you know internet marketing across the whole internet. You know, and all these different tools. He looks at Facebook, and I think you know just find out what you're really passionate about, and and the skills will be there.
0: I think that's really valuable because you you bring your own voice. Even if you are talking about something that other people talk about, you are talking in your own voice with your own skills, your own experience, your own expertise, and your own personality. And that that's the beauty of. Audio and video content, isn't it? You can just you can say the same thing, but in a way that relates to to different people. So absolutely that's super. So some of the myths have kind of blown out of the water. I think those are the, the two big ones yeah. that people worry about, the cost and the skills. You know, we've not got the skills. Well, you probably have. Things aren't that hard hard to learn and the resources are all out there, lynda.com, yourself on YouTube and yes. everything that you do. But also the costs. For under a thousand pounds, you can get a, a really good video and audio rig and just start creating some superb content. So that's fantastic. Now, we have the famous Excellence Expected Actionable Takeaway section, Mike. Now, I know you've put some real effort into the three-step guide, your three-step guide, to getting started creating killer audio and visual content. So what have you got for the listeners today, sir?
1: Well, the the guide is simply to pick whatever medium you are best at so are you best at writing are you best at recording are you best at presenting in front of a camera pick one of them and go ahead and do it and then find out how you can repurpose that content uh, to reach other audiences so say uh, you really enjoy writing blog posts so you write those blog posts out as you normally would do or you start writing blog posts but then you find if you if you don't enjoy podcasting or doing video yourself there is no point in sort of you know pursuing that if you if you're not interested in it Find someone who can do it for you. and I mean, there are plenty of people out there uh, who will repurpose your written content into audio content, into even video content. Just think, you know, if you get the audio content, you can then put slides to it created in something like Keynote and make a video to it. And vice versa, if you're best at video and presenting to the camera. Uh, then just literally take the audio track off and use that as a podcast and then get someone to transcribe it. Either, you know, go onto somewhere like odesk.com or rev.com and have it transcribed so that you've then got a blog post. But essentially pick that one thing that you can do really well and then find a way, even if it's podcasting, you know, you can put video slides to a podcast and you can have that converted into written content. So you're kind of hitting all the bases. You're getting three for the price of one,
0: really. Fantastic. So pick something that you're good at and that you enjoy. That's superb. And tip number two, sir. Tip number two. Um, <laughs> you caught me on the
1: on the fly there because I I thought like having all of those three different um, avenues would be would be three tips. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But I I can give you. I can give you some other tips off the top of my head. So tip number two would be um, be professional. So sound professional, whatever you're doing, uh, consider the the branding to it. So have your branding matching. So if you've got really good logo and artwork and theme for your website, for your blog site, make sure you have good sounding audio intros and outros for your podcast. Um, if it comes to video, then make sure you source good video slides to start and end your videos. Uh, so that could be, it could be going to a site like videohive.net where you you can get um, templates for After Effects. And I mean, if you don't mind messing about inside After Effects, you can create some pretty cool, uh, you know, three or four second intros with your logos. Um, So just look for any way you possibly can to look and sound professional. And like I said earlier, don't be afraid to spend some money on a good microphone and a good camera if you're doing audio and visual.
0: That's superb. Yeah, I agree entirely. You've got to keep everything on brand. You've got to keep everything really... Really polished, because that's the, that's the perception that people will have of you. If you rush this, if you dive into it without really that much thought, it will show. So I, I appreciate that. And again, that doesn't have to be expensive or time-consuming. So really, really powerful. And I'm going to put you on the hot seat there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Tip number three off the top of your head.
1: Tip number three is to have an email list. I'm sure. Do you have an email list, Mike? I do indeed. And who do you, who's your provider? It is a Weber or Weber. I'm still not oh, sure how yeah. you say that. <laughs> Nobody really knows how to pronounce it, do they? <laughs> See, I I used to use um I I, I think it, is it a a Weber a um well a a Weber are good but look around at what else you can integrate. So I I know Infusionsoft is a very powerful piece of software. Uh, I'm currently using GetResponse, and what I like about GetResponse is that you can you can integrate unlimited answer surveys into there and get bar graphs on on your audience's tastes. So definitely have an email list, but everyone says get an email list, so I want to actually give some value here. Set up as, um, obviously, you do the, the standard thing of having an email list, and you have a lead magnet to get someone onto your list, but then what do you do three days? Three days after getting that person on your list and giving them a free gift. Three days after that, you ask them to answer a very short survey about their preferences, and I've had this going for Music Radio Creative now for a couple of years, and I know exactly who's in our audience. So I know that our biggest percentage of customers is still uh, people in radio. Um, I know how many DJs are on our list. I know how many podcasters are on our list. And I know I have a rough idea of what they're interested in. So three days after getting people on your email list, um, get them segmented by using some kind of survey.
0: I think that's massive, massively, massively powerful. Segmentation in in any marketing is just so vital. It's so, so important. It's something that a lot of people believe is hard and believe is, is something that's expensive or difficult to implement. And as you say, if you find the right provider, it really, really isn't. So that's really powerful. And actually, you mentioned Pat Flynn earlier, Smart Passive Income, of course. Yes, I remember seeing a post very recently about his single biggest mistake when he first started all those years ago, and that was he didn't create an email list. Yes. So such vital advice, vital advice. That's not bad for, for the hot seat, Mike. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I've really enjoyed this, Mark. It's a, it's a really good podcast. Really enjoy it. Thank you. I appreciate that coming from you. That does, it means a lot. And uh, just to close the show, actually, Mike, would you mind telling people where they can find you online? Absolutely. So if you'd like audio
1: production or audio branding for your podcast or anything else, go to musicradiocreative.com. And in 2015, if you're interested in new media, that being blogging, podcasting, uh, online video creation or social media tips and tricks, uh, then there's definitely a conference you need to attend. It's in Manchester in the United Kingdom, New Media Europe 2015, September the 12th to the 13th. And you can find everything you need about that conference at newmediaeurope.com. That's newmediaeurope.com.
0: Check it out, guys. I'll be there, and I'll be buying Mike a beer, and anyone else that fancies a beer, I will also be buying them a beer as well. So check it out. Awesome. (laughs) We'll go have a good time, and we'll we'll get inspired, and we'll, we'll get some takeaways from that. So fantastic. Mike, once again, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure to be on your show, Mark. And we will catch up soon, I'm very sure. And as for you guys out there listening, if you want the show notes and everything else associated with the show and all the links to everything that Mike does online, As ever, head on over to excellence-expected.com where don't forget you can pick up your free copy of the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. Until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel.